welcome to Another Bite, where we rewatch the most innovative and intriguing pitches from Shark Tank. I'm Jory, and I'm joined by Ariel. How's it going? And John. What's going on? Today in the tank, we're headed to Ariel's favorite state, Oklahoma. Uh. With this logger than life... <laughs> That reaction. It's just, <laughs> oh. With this logger-than-life way to crack a couple brewskis and also fish in the creek, this set of founders aims to really reel in one of the big boys. Sharks, that is. But before we get into this fantastic product, we'll be fishing for some ad ROI. There's no secret formula for better service throughout the customer journey. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot. It makes it infinitely easier to scale customer support and increase retention. By bringing service and support together in one powerful platform, you can deliver the best experiences for your customers and your teams. Free up time for your reps to focus on complex issues with an AI-powered help desk. Proactively drive retention with customer health scores that help keep your business ahead and give your entire go-to-market team the data they need to operate as one unified, powerful front. Also, you can easily support, strengthen, and grow your customer base. Secrets out. HubSpot Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. So today in the tank, we have Chill and Real. And Chill and Real is brought to us from Chris, Jake, and Chase. And they are asking for $300,000 for 10% in their company, which is $3 million in terms of valuation. And, you know... Let's talk about this product. So this product solves the age-old problem of when you're going fishing, who's going to hold your beer? And if you catch a fish and you're reeling it in, what's preventing you from spilling your beer? So in order to pitch it out, grab your slack, and reel it in, these founders have designed a product where it is essentially a beer koozie that (laughs) also operates as an entire fishing pole. It's like line that is attached to a fishing pole and then using an attachment to the side of the koozie, it literally operates like a handle that you can reel in your fish. So you can drink from this and fish from this and it is what it sounds like. It's a koozie with a very narrow spool attached to it with some fishing line wrapped around it. Like there's no crank, there's no Mm -hmm. pole. It's just a koozie with a spool of fishing line on it. And it looks like a pop socket. Like you stuck a pop pop socket socket. on a koozie. Yes, a pop socket. That is a perfect visualization. Yep. And according to the pitch, you can catch bass, crappies, and catfish. It is a eight pound tested line. So it's more for like a hobbyist fisher, you know, you're not going to catch marlin on this. Do you know about catching marlin, Jory? Have you caught a marlin before? No, I have not. You said that so confidently. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, she's a fisherman. You're like, no, I mean, I you know, know if you're going to get a bluegill. <laughs> yeah, right. Does anybody here fish? Do you fish? I've never been fishing in my life. I've fished before. I wouldn't say that's a current hobby. Yeah. I mean, I fished as a kid a couple of times. I thought it was very boring. So you did the right of passage. So I never fished. <laughs> so we'll start there. And I don't think any of the sharks fish. Okay. So like the people judging this product are not the target market for this product. So what do we think about this product and these founders who are just looking to sell some fun, some good times? I think this product is going to sell so many units. I think mm-hmm. so many people are going to buy this product. I think it is so perfect and so fun. And I think every dude who fishes is going to be like, <laughs> yep. I think I want one of those. (laughs) Look, like there is a broad TAM for this. 
right? But I feel like this is novelty at best. No. Like this is not meant to be targeted for avid lover fishing enthusiast. Like professionals are not going to use this. This is for when you're hanging out with your buddy Jim or Bob and you're on the Larry boat or Steve. and you have a couple beers. Yeah. Willie. Maybe your wife wants to Billy. try fishing for once. Yeah, Billy. Uh, actually, Billy is uninvited. <laughs> um, but this is not for professional. Like, I can't see a fishing pro being like, yeah, I want to use this instead. I feel like when you're a professional, you have your preferences towards your certain equipment and gear. Whereas this is more of like a novelty for fun gift that you give to like your cousin or younger brother for Christmas. Yeah. But don't, don't you think that hobbies sell? Don't you think that it's just like fun enough? It's for chilling with the guys. Like we've seen overalls that have Peter Koozies in. Them. It's not a novelty. What's the first two letters of novelty, Ariel? No. It's not a novelty. No. <laughs> it is a novelty. It's not a novelty. No. You said it yourself. It is. It no, is. because novelties have no use. This is actually the thing. <laughs> novelties are literally gag gifts. They're just like, this is a gag gift. Mm -hmm. I don't think this is a gag gift. I think people are actually going to use this as their koozie. How much fishing will they do with it? I don't know. They're not going on their fishing boat and saying, instead of a rod, I'm going to use my chill and reel. This is for when you're standing around, standing in the ocean, and there are fish swimming around, and you want to cast a little line. I think it comes down to the level of functionality when it comes to whether an item's novel or not. Like, yes, there is some functionality when it comes to this, but I just don't see this being a product that folks are going to be like, yeah, I need to get more chill and reels, especially because it's a one product company. What is the functionality of this product? Just to cast out a little line to bring an eight-pound fish. So this product has the functionality of the ability to catch an eight-pound fish, and that's not enough for you to be a, a non-novelty, huh? It's not, because Tough I bar. just feel like it's so subjective. You can argue anything has functionality. I don't know. I think novelties don't ever get used. I think that this is going to get used. I think it's great. <laughs> I think it is something that every fisherman in the world will think, why not? Why wouldn't I have one of these? So that any time I need to catch a fish, I could catch a fish. John, if you're so pro chill and real, how would you market it then? Like, how are you going to get the word out that this is like the best product to buy with your buddies? I think you could sell millions of these on Facebook ads so simply and easily. I think you could make social content so simply and easily. I would turn that guy who founded the company, the father, into the spokesperson for it. I think he's very relatable. <laughs> I think <laughs> like- he seemed great. I think it's like literally him standing around, a Tulsa, Oklahoma fireman standing around in a river with his chill and reel, <laughs> drinking and catching. And I think people will just buy them. They're not that expensive. Their margin's yeah. huge. They've sold $1.3 million of chill and reels in the last year. And they've probably barely gotten started in any marketing or anything. Add a shark to the mix. And like, I think they'll just sell a ton. But see, that's mm -hmm. the thing is like they mentioned that one of their biggest costs is marketing, right? So and one of the things that you mentioned is like social content and getting like social advertising, for example. So knowing that like, is that the only way that they could get an audience is just spending and spending and spending? Because it seems like they're actually in the negative because they are generating a bunch of hype through advertising, but it's not essentially enough to get them the return on investment that they need to be sustainable in the long run. I think this comes down to the tactics, too. And I know mm -hmm. they didn't go that much into detail, but I would be curious to know, okay, like what channels have your lowest customer acquisition? Being able to understand where you optimize against your marketing spend, because that's a piece with advertisements. You have to test out your media. You have to see what performs the best and make adjustments along the way. So my hunch would be, you know, if they're spending 40% of their revenue on marketing, there's probably some inefficient channels that they've like tested out that they can probably trim the fat from. But I think, you know, 
being able to also have that earned media and word of mouth Mm -hmm. would carry so much more weight outside of the paid advertising realm. Because to your point, John, maybe it is the father is like the personality and like, you know, you share. Make a couple TikTok videos and they'll be all over the place. Exactly. And I think, you know, you can gain a lot of traction. Fishing talk. Yeah, because it's a unique item. Okay, so we've talked about how this is like a beer koozie made into a, uh, a fishing rod. You only have what is made up from your desk, what's immediately reachable to you right now, you have to create a product that is a fishing pole made out of something on your desk or surrounding you in your area, in your room. You have 10 seconds. Go make me a product. (laughs) Go get me a fishing rod. John, you go first. The only thing I can think about is like turning my watch into like a James Bond style, like sh- like the rope pulls out. Like, stop, stop, stop. That was my Except item. instead of like choking a spy, you like dangle it into the water and yeah, yank a fish yeah, out. That would be so sick. Fish. You could just like press the button. Press a button. Spy style. Even yeah. better, Ariel, like it could shoot a dart, right? Oh my gosh. Or even better, it could be a laser. Oh. It could be a no, laser watch to shoot fish Very in the water. Austin Powers. Yes. Of you. Yes. <laughs> that would be so cool. It would be so cool. John, we have a product for you for Shark Tank. (laughs) I'm going to bring my laser fish shooting watch onto Shark Tank. What do you even call that? Yeah, what would you name the watch? For laser fish. Oh, the beam and... Beam and steam, because you steam fish. Uh, Maybe time to fish could be a good one. Mm. Just an option. Oh, there you go. That's I see, because it's a watch. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. get it? Time to fish. I like that. I like that. (laughs) Ultimately, there were... There were... Okay, a grand total, there was one shark that was interested in the chill and reel, and that was Robert. Kind of did a bit of an unexpected turn because he actually asked for a royalty up front, which I was like, Robert, Kevin is wearing off on you. I know, it's like, baby's first royalty. (laughs) Exactly. But the founder was definitely not into taking any royalty deal, at which point we saw Robert jump from a 10% ask plus a royalty for 300,000 to 35% for $300,000. And for all that were like, is this, you know, a gimmick? Is this like just like a fake fun product? It was actually really nice to see the founder say, actually, that's like way too much that you're asking. And I'm not even remotely thinking about taking that deal, really standing their ground. So ultimately, even though Robert was interested, they did not fish and get this shark. So no deals were made ultimately for the product Chill and Real. I don't know. I think they have $1.3 million in sales. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're a little bit unprofitable, but they could definitely like get a marketing agency that will help them like figure out some of their paid stuff and get them ROI yeah. positive on that stuff. It wouldn't be that expensive. And right. they don't need to give up a third of the company to get a shark on board for it. They're already doing really well. And so it's yeah. like cool to see a company come in with like momentum and be like, Successful. yeah. Like, I don't think Robert's offer was actually unfair. Yeah. You know, he basically offered them like a million dollar valuation or something like that. They have no profit, so they have no margin. And it's yeah, a you know, physical yeah. direct to consumer product. So I don't know. I could have seen the reason for Robert wanting that kind of a deal. And I also was proud of them for being like, we got a 1.3 million okay. in sales. Yeah. And I think we're going to sell a bunch. They seem to be like really content with where they were too. So yeah. this was actually a segment that only happened a year ago. But since the tank, Chill and Real is very much still a company. I know everyone was a little worried. <laughs> since the tank, they have added some accessories to their shop. So there's a oh. spill guard, a slim can adapter, 
some hook and sinker packs, Mm. and I guess just like more fishing paraphernalia. So if you're interested in the chill and reel, you can very much still buy it. But I actually did some digging. I was curious what people thought. And actually, so right now, as of this episode, the chill and reel has a 4.3 on Amazon with over 2,000 reviews. So they seem to be liking it overall. So chill and reel still successful, even if they didn't nab a shark. Good for them. I am shocked. Shock the shark. (laughs) Hopefully they'll add on a laser extension. Uh. (laughs) Today's episode was written and produced by the mythical Matthew Brown. Additional support comes from Melanie Romero and editing from Robert Hartwig. If you're a fan of the show, even if you're not a fan of the show, tell a friend. Word of mouth is the best way to support the show. That does it for me. We'll see you next episode here in the tank for another bite. Create Like the Greats, hosted by Ross Simmons, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Each episode hosts an in-depth analysis of some of the greatest creations and creators of all time, along with deep dive conversations on the creative process that went into building companies and brands. If you like learning about history or learning about the creative process, you'll like this podcast. Listen to Create Like the Greats wherever you get your podcasts.